Easy, a podcast that takes writing, tries to make it a little bit easier, but not completely easy. I am one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Here we go again with our Pixar stuff. We're, we're closing in on it. We've only got a couple left, but we're going to do one more about plotting. We're grouping these together, and we picked three little rules that uh, have to do with plotting, and we want to talk about them. So do you want to just do one at a time, or should we just read all three and then just kind of go through? I think we should read all three. They're so similar. Okay. Yeah, they are. Um, okay, so first we're doing number nine, which is when you're stuck, make a list of what wouldn't happen next. Lots of times the material to get you unstuck will show up. And then number 12 is discount the first thing that comes to mind. And the thir second, third, fourth, fifth, get the obvious out of the way. Surprise yourself. And then number 19, coincidences to get characters into trouble are great. Coincidences to get them out of it are cheating. So my favorite of the three, uh, hmm, I think is number nine, actually. Uh, I uh, Well, <laughs> I will say my favorite is number nine. It's also not something that I do very often. And I'm like, I should be doing that more. I don't, I do other things like that. I don't think I've ever done what wouldn't happen next, but I, I do find that there are times where you need to kind of look at it from a different angle um, and, and work with it from a different angle, not just think about it. Like I'll write this scene from a different point of view, or I'm going to just kind of embody it this way. I don't know. It's not real specific, but I do like that. Yeah. What wouldn't happen? I need to try that. When I, I mean, I, I like both of these because I like the idea of creating and generating lots of different ideas and possibilities to get to something that works. So anything mm -hmm. that has a list where I'm just dumping like verbal vomit, like a bunch of different things on the page um, and trying to get rid of the mm -hmm. obvious stuff, that's where I feel like the magic happens. Um, and I do, I do that through drafts. I mean, that's the other thing is, is I think one thing that doesn't always come through with stuff like this is how much time it takes to do each of these things that it's not just like one brainstorming session one afternoon where you come up with a couple ideas i mean maybe it is but it doesn't have to be it could also be at least for me i do different drafts i'll write a scene that's like this and like okay well that was cool but uh, let's try this way and let's try this way and i write like piles and piles of scenes and those are my that's my brainstorming because i the ideas flow better when i when my uh, fingers are tapping the keys. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think everybody has their own unique style and vibe of like, how do they get into the groove of not letting that editor, you know, censor them mm -hmm. into and restrict their ideas. And so for some folks, like the free writing process, I know I've written by hand um, in instances mm -hmm. where I need to do a scene, but I don't want to feel like I'm committing to it. Like if I'm writing it by hand, then I feel like, oh, I'm just playing around, just jotting some thoughts down, seeing yeah. where it goes. And if I really like it and I'm like, oh, this is the one, then I'll go and I'll type it and actually put it in some kind of manuscript yeah. form. Yeah, I've done that. Or I'll do uh, write or die. Are you familiar with that tool? Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, write or die. It's uh, this great software that uh, you give it a, a word count and a time limit and it just sort of nags you until you so you keep writing like it can punish you it can be like if you stop you can even have it so you can't backspace which i did once and that was amazing it's terrifying but it's amazing but yeah i find that like stuff i put in there i can play around with that it doesn't count or i'll even i'll even use a different font sometimes i'll just use a, a i have a 
uh, sort of Comic Sans-like font that I use for brainstorming. And I'll just, I know that that doesn't count. I have a little more freedom there. Once I have, once I'm in Palatino, then it's real. <laughs> but you gotta play these little games with your, you gotta play these little games with yourself to try to make your brain, I mean, because you're, work, you're working your brain very hard yeah. to write a story. So you gotta limber up, you gotta try these tricks. In Ride or Die, do you use the kamikaze mode where it like eats your words? I've never used that. I'm scared of it. Uh, I'm actually really gentle with myself. Like it just starts, the screen starts to go red. And then after a long enough time, a little spider shows up. Um, but I also have it reward me. So like after every couple hundred words, a little picture of some puppies shows up. So I'm kinder yeah. to myself. That's, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm too much of a wuss. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever done the thing where you can't backspace? I haven't, no. It's nuts. Because you you keep trying to backspace and you can't, so you just sort of build on what you did. And it's it's very freeing. I, I don't think I could do it for long. But, you know, again, if you get stuck, try different things. Look at it different ways. Stand on your head. Yeah, try it in French. Whatever. Whatever you need to do to kind of uh, jog your, your brain. Because you're working with some pretty deep subconscious stuff when you're writing. I wonder if anyone's ever done, like, an MRI on someone while they're writing. That would be interesting. See the brain activity. Right. I bet it's crazy. I bet it's all over the place. Because writing is a lot, lot harder. <laughs> like, it's yeah. strenuous. I think people think, oh, you're just sitting there. You're just holding a pen or typing on a keyboard. You're not actually working that hard. And yeah. you're right. Like, all of these different layers, and you're trying to pull things together and then come up with new ideas. And it's very, very physically draining and mentally draining, too. Yeah. It's hard Dude. work, man. It's we hard deserve work. more respect. Why don't people appreciate that? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so we've got, yeah, so we've got the 9 and 12. Find whatever tricks you can get. Try some funky things. And I like that. What wouldn't happen next? That works well. Or if you think you've got it, push yourself to try something else. Now, 19 is, is, is related, but not exactly the same. It's coincidences to get characters into trouble are great coincidences to get them out of it are cheating and as soon as i said that i'm like oh okay yeah that makes sense but i had never thought of it that way yeah this is a hard one <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, it's a hard one to do because you know they how they tell you oh like you should torture your characters and you make everything impossible for them and you want all of these sort of like things to build and the stakes to rise and the the obstacles to get greater as you're going along through your story. Um, and I think that gets to the first half of this statement, right? Yeah. Uh, in that you can use coincidences or things that are like, oh, that seems odd that this other thing just happened to have happen or occur at the same time. Um, yeah. That's, it's like, it's easy to build all of that momentum. And then you're like, crap, yeah. now I have to solve it. <laughs> that's the worst thing. See, I, I, yeah, I think I'm easy on my characters, not because of any great care for my characters, but because I don't know if I'll be able to figure out how to get it out of it. But what yeah. I have learned over time is that I will eventually. And if I, if I don't know right away how to get out of it, that means the reader won't either. If I know how it's going to solve while I'm writing, it's going to be crystal clear and therefore very predictable. But if I don't know while I'm writing, then, and I have to go sit and think about it and try a couple different ways, you're going to have a little more surprise, a little more sophistication in your plot. Yeah. Well, let me tell you where this gets me, though, is yeah. in science fiction and fantasy novels where you have world building, or I should say fantasy, where you have magical systems 
Oh my yeah. goodness. And you've set these rules and then suddenly <laughs> there's an exception to the rule or there's a, uh, oh, if you have this stone or this charm or this spell, like it breaks the rules of the world mm-hmm. that you set up. To me, that's cheating. Um, and it's not as satisfying as having your character overcome or solve it within the rules that you've already established at the beginning of the story magic can be really is it can be really careful you can get a big deus ex machina out of magic because it's it's not you know it's anything you could be whatever you want so it's tempting to just say oh you know what push magic spell i've learned a spell now it goes we should do a uh an episode on magic but uh oh yeah <laughs> that would be good magic systems and stuff now the one exception i'm going to have to this rule is if you're beating up on your character a lot, like if they're just bad luck, bad luck, bad luck, I think you can have a little mercy on them every once in a while. And then what I'm thinking about is Indiana Jones, where he has such bad luck for the whole thing, and then every once in a while, it'll turn his way. And it's like, oh, oh, great. You know, and, and that's really nice. That I think it's earned because there's so much uh, piled on him that he earns that little quick respite. So I think you can get out of it like, sometimes. Yeah, and that, that's a good point, because I think when I say, like, oh, are we beating up on your character? We're, like, making, giving them all these obstacles, and there's all this sort of bad luck things happening to them um, in the first and second act, maybe. Maybe even the third act. Yeah. Uh, what I tend to do, because I get really frustrated when my main character is losing all the time. Yeah. Um, because I love powerful characters. So, like, I want to see them win. That's what keeps me invested i want i want people who are like experts and like yeah you know katniss everdeen and like hunger games like i want to see their little victories along yeah. the way so i feel like there's really a challenge but there's somebody who has the skills to overcome like whatever obstacles they're facing and yeah, so i've had hopeless. to change it yeah like i've had to change the way i approach those to be like they get what they want or they they accomplish something but that opens the door to something else that's bigger or more negative or there's more, um, you know, implications for them. Getting, yeah. Yes. Consequences yeah. for them getting what they thought they wanted. Right. Yeah. So that works really well, too. And I think that's something that gets uh, that gets discounted because you think, oh, you know, put them up a tree and then throw them. They have this problem. They have to solve that problem at the end. But I've seen a lot of really great stories where they solve the problem right away. But that's not the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's more. And, uh, and yeah, I don't want to see someone just fail and fail and fail. I want to see some, some strength, some hope. And so, yeah, you need to put those in every once in a while. I think that's one of the things that turned me off from uh, Game of Thrones is that I just couldn't see how anyone would ever be happy in this world. I just didn't like it. But other people do. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening and you're a Game of Thrones fan and you love it and you want to debate Mary. Feel free to, you know, put it in our reviews or hit me up on DMs on, on, on Instagram. Or, yeah, just at me on Twitter. You know, I, I am taking a bit of a mental health break from Twitter, so I'll come back and see all these ads. Like, what the heck's wrong with you? Uh, we'd yeah, love, like we'd love to have a, a debate around story. and Oh, yeah. I would, yeah, motivation. about story. Well, last week I was talking about Lion King, right? I'll, right. I'll at me on that one, man. I'll, I'll, right. I'm like that, that meme of the guy sitting at the table. Fight, you know, debate me. Yeah, yeah. Like is... Which other classics? Like what? Yeah. What other like best-selling blockbuster franchise do you want to attack next? <laughs> yeah, uh, Star Wars prequels. Yeah, I have. A, I know. But yes, that's not as a, a particularly controversial. But 
Yeah, no, no, nobody cares about the prequels. Ewan McGregor's hot, though, so that was good. Natalie Portman's gorgeous in it, so that's good. You know, pretty people. Eye candy. Yeah. Something to be said for that. Not something you can really do in a novel. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about? I think we've kind of got this. Yeah, I think we have. I mean, I would... I want to go back to something that you said about the time commitment here mm-hmm. and encourage folks to take as much time as they need. So like you said, it may not be one sitting or one session. It may be it that you be. draft. It, really... it may be that, yes, like you should be able to come back to this and figure it out and play with it. And then in two weeks, you might be like, mm, actually, I looked at this and none of this is right. And I want to re-change it. And it's okay to do that. It's part of the process. It's absolutely normal. It's absolutely, it's good. Because that means the idea is growing. Now, when you you know you're in trouble when you start just going in circles, where you're throwing everything away every time. That might mean something else is happening. If like you write this and you throw it away and you're writing it and throw it away. It's just like you don't keep anything. That might mean that you don't really know what you're trying to do. You might need to, to back up and kind of think about it a little bit. Or see if you're just... Uh, being too critical on yourself that could be a thing too Mm -hmm. but yeah I I can't tell you like I write very very uneconomically uh, where I'll I'll have whole sections whole scenes where just like whole areas subplots that just go on and I just they just don't even there's no glimmer of them in the final thing and I didn't waste that time it just wasn't there but that I needed to do that so that I could get to the other stuff so you know that was the the first second thing that I discounted but I had to write a lot to to even get there. And that's fine. There you go. So write a lot. Yeah, <laughs> It's not wasted lot. time. We say that all the time. <laughs> Writing is cheap. All right. Well, time is not cheap. So I think we should uh, give our listeners some... <laughs> they're back to their lives. Back to their writing. Follow us on social media. We're doing our best. And if you can go into iTunes and give us a review, boy, oh boy, it would make us feel so, so good. Anything else? Nope, I think we can wrap it up. Excellent. Hey, everyone, remember, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye, everyone. Bye.